Hey guys, welcome back to the Love Kinsey podcast. I apologize in advance for my voice right now. I am getting over a cold as I am recording this intro, so I will try to keep it nice and short for you guys. I went to a Harry Styles concert this past weekend, and my best friend from Texas was also in town. So we did all of the things. All of that to say, my body is really needing some rest right now, hence the voice. But, you know, we are all good. I am so excited for you to hear this episode today, though. Honestly, it's probably one of my favorites. I invited my friend Josie Ray of Amore on to the podcast She is just incredible. She has built her fashion brand from the ground up, and it's just been amazing to watch her. She gives so much great advice for business owners and honestly, just for anyone who is looking to pursue their dreams. Maybe you've been scared to start something. Maybe you're just stuck in that what do I do next phase. This episode is definitely for you. Save it. I know you're going to want to come back to it. And yeah, I just can't wait to see what you think about it. Grab a cup of coffee, sit down, get comfortable, and listen in. Hi guys, I have Josie right here from Amore and I'm so excited to talk with her and I know you guys will love her too. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and I love what you're doing from styling to the podcast and I'm just glad we can support each other in this and I'm really excited to be on here today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I'm literally wearing a full... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Amore outfit right now like I, I can't get enough these so- pants I wear almost every day no joke like the, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> are they the basic pants like the crisscross ones yeah they yes. look so so I, cute and that sweater is like one of my favorites I regret not keeping one well it's really good <laughs> I'm happy you didn't <laughs> you should make it again it's just so good I'm obsessed with with everything, truly. I always love to start these podcasts with just what does creativity mean to you as creatives and just people in general, I think can mean something different to us all. So I would love to hear your take on that. Of course. I feel like creativity to me is just kind of obviously how I express myself is through like fashion and style. And I feel like it's almost just going after like what you're passionate about, whether it's something you do as a career or if it's more of like a hobby that you do. I just feel like it's kind of going for like kind of what sets your soul on fire, what makes you happy and excited, feel passionate. Like that's what it means to me, I guess. Yeah. And I love that because when you reframe it as what sets your soul on fire, what you're passionate about, I think that's something anyone can resonate with, whether they see themselves as a creative or not. 
Yeah. And I really love that. Mm hmm. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Just going after just even those little things through the day that make you feel good. I feel like that can be being creative as well. Yeah. That's so good. I love it. And before we started recording, we were talking about how we've literally only met once. And <laughs> it's wild. It doesn't make sense. Cause like we said, I feel like I know you. And that's, I'm sure a yeah. lot of people right through social media. It's like you oh, interact for sure to see what they're doing. So you feel like you're close and like best friends and you know each other super well. It's so crazy. I feel like there's so many people like that too that went to FITM or live in LA and mm-hmm. we feel like we know them, but then we just never saw them. And FITM's not even that big. We just it's- didn't have classes together. I know. Wait, what was your your major? Mine was merchandise marketing. Okay. And I was VCOM. So that's probably why. Cause I feel like at FITM, you're really like stuck in one lane with like the same people throughout that's like your whole you don't get to like meet a bunch of other students in different majors. That's true. I don't think I realized that you were in VCOM. That's so cool though. Yeah, I think I was I was planning on doing merchandise marketing and then last minute changed to VCOM and I I loved it. That's so cool. Yeah. So I want to hear really about all of that. Do you are you happy that you went to FITM? How did did you know that you were going to even start a brand going in or were you like, I don't know. I just want to be in fashion. I want to be in LA. Yeah. I think it was more, it started out more like that. I think my mm-hmm. goal when I was like younger in high school and like applied to fit, I was like, I want to be a stylist and okay. which I'm sure a lot of girls kind of start out like I that. Mean, me too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which I love that. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of how it started for me. And then I toured FIT in New York mm-hmm. and then in LA and I just loved LA like more. It wasn't even so much about this, like obviously really liked FITM and everything, but I really wanted to be in LA and it was the perfect choice for me. I mean, I loved it. The classes were so much fun. I did get my bachelor in business um, and I didn't love oh. it as much because uh-huh. the weren't creative, but the mm-hmm. VCOM was so much fun for me. That's so cool. So you do have a bachelor's in business. Did you get that before FITM or after? At FITM. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it at FITM, but it was in three years because, you know, you have the option to like go through the summer and everything. I was like, let's just get like three years straight. And then, yeah. And then I graduated in COVID, which was kind of a bummer because, you know, did you get to Naples Center and everything. I was just like always so yeah. excited. I did 2019. So it was that right before that COVID okay. cutoff. So we were the last graduation that walked, but yeah. it was really fun. <laughs> so, but yeah, I feel like the only thing I would like change about it is like being more social while I was there. I feel mm-hmm. like I kind of, like we were saying, like when you're in that major, you stick with the same people. And I wish I would have yeah. kind of ventured out and like explored more and you know I feel like you take it for granted and everything when you're there and in the moment um so like anyone going to school just like soak it all up and do all the things and appreciate oh yeah that's so true and especially when you're in a program like FITM that does go so fast because it's so quick you're either doing your associates or most people who go there are going to school year round to make it go faster, even if they're getting a bachelor's. 
And so it literally will go in a blink. It's insane. Yeah. And then it's over and you're like, wait, I want it back. But in the moment to be through or whatever, I want to move on. And it's like, no, just be in the moment and appreciate where you're at. Cause it's so, it was so fun. Oh yeah. I 1000% agree. So what point in school did you realize, okay, wait, I don't want to be a stylist. I don't want to do anything else. I actually want to start my own brand. I feel like through my associate's degree, I still just felt a little bit confused. I was like, I love all the different classes that I'm doing, but I don't know exactly what I want to end up doing. I had a few internships. I did like um, a few. I did one at a PR like fashion agency, and then I did another PR um, at like an influencer agency more so. Yeah. Um, So I thought I wanted to do that, but nothing was like speaking to me. Like I was trying out different things. I worked for a magazine for a little bit and nothing was just like exciting me the way I thought it should. Yeah. Um, And then I started reselling my vintage clothes and my secondhand clothes and it was really just for fun, like just to make some extra money. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like so casual, like just really yeah. to extra money to go do stuff and go eat and whatever, go shopping. Um, and then there was like really a need for it. Like I feel like everyone was buying it and I was like, wait, this is really fun for me. Yeah. Um, but it, it really stayed pretty casual until... I graduated really I wasn't quite sure because I think in the back of my mind I was like well this is really fun but I don't think I can make a living doing this like I don't think it's sustainable for me and I thought my parents would be too happy about the idea like I just didn't know that right I actually go for it um yeah and then upon graduation I was like why not just try it like Mm -hmm. just go for it and I sat my parents down and I was like here's my plan. Cause my dad owns a business too. So I was like, okay, like, here's my plan. Like wrote out a whole business plan for them, kind of presented it to them. It was like, what do you guys think? And they were like, go for it. Like, why not? So that felt really good. And awesome. I'm going to do it. That's awesome. So it sounds like you are a bit more of a planner in the sense, which I mean, I love of yeah. that. You had that business plan. You sat down with your parents. You're like, this is where I want it to go. You had all of the research there, all of that, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. And then I think, I mean, it was kind of a bummer with COVID and everything because mm-hmm. I'm from Kansas City originally. So right. with COVID, I went home for the pandemic and everything. So I kind of like, you know, obviously when you graduate, that's not what you expect to be doing is like being quarantined right. and at home you know, but it actually was kind of a blessing because everyone was doing their shopping online and I was True. still for stuff online and then resell it. Um, yeah. So that was kind of really great. And then once things started kind of opening up again, obviously I could do way more with it and started doing pop-ups and yeah, just really trying to grow it from there. Yeah. That is a really cool because your business really did start to gain traction during pandemic with being online. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I remember what was it called before? Was it Ray brand when you were just (laughs) Ray collective? Yes. Okay. I loved it. Like I was still buying it back then. Like you always 
we're so good at sourcing such great vintage pieces and like secondhand. So good. Like always the best selection. And from the beginning though, because I know it can be hard starting things and it sounds like you were working on the side while also having this. Is is that correct? Yes. When I was in LA, I always was doing internships. And then I think probably a year, maybe a little less than, um, I just, there was this store at, um, USC that I went into called the workshop and I was, you know, browsing around and I just started talking to the owner and we really hit it off and I ended up going to work for her. And, um, she's been like such a key person in all of this because my dad is the advice like if you want to go in any career that you choose to go into go into like make sure you have a mentor somebody that you look up to somebody you can ask questions and like don't be afraid to ask questions because you need somebody that's been there done that before so Mo the owner of workshop and if you're in LA go check it out because it's so great it's also a hair salon so it's a hair salon and a boutique yeah, it's so cute. And they're all the best in there. But um, yeah, they became like my little family in LA and Mo actually let me have a vintage rack um, in her store. So um, wow. I worked it out, gave her like a percentage of the sales, but like that was also, so that was during school. So I guess while I was doing it more on the side, I guess that was my first like little start, you yeah. know, like in, in person. So that was great. And then also learning the business and everything. And then um, I guess like a year into living in Kansas city, I kind of decided, I was like, I don't know if vintage secondhand is enough for me. Like I kind of want to try and do more of like an online boutique, like do wholesale and be able to have way more inventory and yeah. all stuff. So I really tried to pivot there and that's where I did the name change and rebranded right. and everything like that um so I guess to everybody it's like okay to change it up and then yeah. now there's so much to the story because I was in Can- LA then Kansas City then I moved to Chicago and then now I'm in Chapel Hill in North Carolina so there's wow. been a lot of changes and you know trying to pivot and rebrand and try to do something different something different from what I originally started it as and it honestly like being fully transparent wasn't my best business move. And it my customers weren't really, I feel like loving it the way that I thought that they would. And I think mm. there was something so special and that people appreciated about everything being handpicked and hand sourced and mm. it being yeah. and I think in secondhand is like such a big thing right now. People oh, yeah. a lot much rather buy that than like new clothes. Um, especially with like people, you know, with fast fashion and everything, it's just not the, um, yeah. So I tried to do something different and that's also another like piece of advice for people is like, it's Mm -hmm. totally fine when when we're so young and you think you have it all figured out and then you try something, it doesn't work. And it's like, it's okay to pivot and fail for it not to work out and just figure out like, okay, what's my next move? I love that so much because even in that bit of your story that you just shared, I see someone who just took the risk at the beginning, who also asked questions and wasn't afraid to pivot. How did you get to that place and get over this idea of imposter syndrome or fear or overwhelm it? Because I know for me in my own 
business ventures or whatever you may call it, I get stuck so many times in the idea stage because I can think, oh, I have to have a following first. When I have a following, then I'll do this. Oh, I have to have money first. Then when I have money, then I'll invest in my business. I'll get the LLC. I'll start running it. All of that. Yeah. I feel like you have to just go for it, which I feel like that's a good trait of mine is I'm always like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to go for it. And then if it doesn't work out, it. it doesn't work out, but I'm sure you can relate. It's so difficult. Sometimes I like, I'm like so jealous of my friends that like came out of school and just have like a nine to five job yep. and just steady salary <laughs> and like all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like that just sounds so peaceful. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, like a lot of the days it's not fun and it's hard and it's like scary and you're not making that steady salary as, you know, an entrepreneur yeah. being, you know, the like the starting stages of a business. It's just most likely not going to happen that you're making a ton of money and but that doesn't really matter when you love something it's like well just the drive and you know wanting it so badly it just keep you going but yeah the imposter syndrome is is real and just trying not to get too discouraged you're just like every day try and wake up and like just like hey what am I going to accomplish today what am I going to do today to push myself towards that end goal um, yeah yeah but it's, it's hard. Kind of, yeah. It's, oh yeah. It's kind of like asking yourself, okay, what is the life I want? Like, would yeah. I want someone, you know, would I want myself to just take the easy route or is it worth it for me to just try to live my dream? You know, it's like, what would make me happy? Like, am I, is the risk worth it? You know, to like, okay, if I fail, what am I going to do? Like, I can always go back. And I think that's really cool that you took that step and that you took that time to invest in yourself as well in the time. Cause it's like, it's also hard when you're working another job to spend your free time building something of your own. It's draining. And when I was in Chicago, I also worked at a med spa. So I was doing Mm -hmm. that like a lot of the time trying to, you know, like pay for things, pay my bills. And so then there wasn't that stress on me with a more you know, then it's like, really, you just get to focus on what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're working another job, it's like completely draining. And it's hard to put your full focus and all your energy into what you want to be putting it into. And when I moved to North Carolina, luckily, I just get to focus on Amore, which is so nice. So That's I'm trying awesome. this year and go for it full fledged. And I've really just transitioned back into my original ideas and going yeah. for the and it's been really great so it's yeah don't be afraid to fail and it's okay to change and go back to things and nobody's I feel like there's so many people that are like afraid of judgment or like mm. you know, what are people gonna think and it's like it doesn't matter as long as you're happy and so doing true. what I love that you said that so much because it is true I think we all get caught up in people are watching but the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is like less people are watching than we actually think because they're so worried about themselves. Exactly. And it just, and if they do are watching and they have something, you know, it's like, okay, well I'm happy yeah. and I'm pursuing my dream. So it is what it is. It's like the same like thing with um TikTok. Like I knew oh, yeah. when I was like, 
I'm never doing this. Like how embarrassing, like I will not, like I refuse, but it's so sad because it would have been such a, to hop on it early would have been such a good tool for my business. But because I was too worried about, you know, what other people would think, I just put it off for so long. And I love it now. It's such a form of like such a way to share and create and everything, but it's, yeah, don't be same. afraid of those little things because I'm so mad at myself because I was too worried about what other people would Yeah, but it's it's never too late. That's the beauty of it. Like you can always start and now you're on TikTok. So there you go, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So after your move, you mm-hmm. said that you were focusing on Amore now. So is yeah. you having that full-time? Full-time, Yes. Which that is, is amazing. Yeah, it's a blessing. It's so nice. And yeah, you can really just wake up every day and just fully put all your energy into the thing that you love. It's like that's what a business really needs to grow. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of moving pieces and you have to be able to focus on a lot of different things and it's important. But I also appreciate if there's something that you want to do and you have to pay your bills somehow the hustle is, is really admirable and I respect everybody that does that. So yeah. Yeah. There's a time and place for it both for sure. Mm-hmm. And do you, with this whole journey, you know, cause you've talked about you were that person having this on the side and then you mm-hmm. also pivoted to having more of the wholesale. And then he went back to vintage and all of that. Do you yeah. attribute any, practices. It can be mental, spiritual, business practices, whatever it is to help you in that journey of not letting this go under. Because like I said, it was pretty thriving in pandemic for, especially for an online business and shopping in general to grow and following and to have people come to your shop and be looking at it and purchasing. That's a pretty big deal. And now for you to be able to go full-time with it. It's also a huge deal, you know, to survive that and to grow. So what do you implement in your life, in your business that you would say attributes to that? I feel like my main thing and something I always try to be is like positive. I Mm -hmm. never try to like get too down because I think if I focused on certain things, it would be easy to be like, I give up. I'm just going to do something else. So I really like personally to focus on what I need personally for myself to stay positive, which is like staying healthy, working out, working out really helps Mm -hmm. me. I just like clearing your mind. And then also just taking time to get like re-inspired. This might but like Pinterest like really helps me like a coffee shop and going through Pinterest and just writing down ideas, getting re-inspired and yeah, yeah, just the simple things to me, just keep me, keep me going. And then, you know, there'll be good weeks and bad weeks. And then also seeing like my clothes on like my customers, like you, for example, Mm -hmm. when I see, oh my gosh, this is so fun and all worth it. So there's just like little moments like appreciate and then That's I found awesome. where I'm like journaling or there's just like certain things that, you know, help you. And yeah. then sometimes them go and you're like, why did yeah. I do that? Like, so helpful for me. Um, yeah. So I think just focusing like on yourself and taking like time for self-care when you're a business owner or anybody in yeah. any career, 
like that you have to. Yeah, I 1000% agree because I'm the same way. I notice those things when I'm not doing them. I'm like, shoot, why am I in a funk? And I'm like, oh, I haven't journaled for a week. Oh, I haven't, you know, prayed. I haven't said what I'm grateful for, you know, it's, I've been too busy focusing on the negative instead of realizing, wow, I have so many amazing people, so many amazing opportunities around me. And there really is a perspective shift when that happens, when we choose to be grateful for wherever we are, whether it's an ideal situation or far from it, there's always that one thing that we can be grateful for. Yes, exactly. Just appreciating, even if you're not at the end goal. Cause I feel like even if you had in your mind, like, Oh, I want to get to this place when you get there, there's always going to be like the next step or something else that you're wanting. So just, yeah, sitting in the moment and appreciating, like I might not be where I want to be in the end, but I'm appreciating that I've gotten this far. Um, yeah. And just feeling grateful for that moment. Yeah. That's I don't know. So good. I love that you so good. Yeah. That's a really good point. Is that just appreciating where you're, where you're at? Yeah. And that's it's cause that's easy to do sometimes. Oh, for sure. It's so easy to do. And that's something I'm trying to focus on more now myself is living in the moment and being present and not focusing so much on what's going to happen tomorrow or next year, because it's like, we can drive ourselves crazy. And it's like, okay, if those things are going to happen in a year, are you going to spend the next 12 months just sitting here moping about you're not there yet? Or are you going to enjoy it? Yes. Are you a big like planner? Like you want everything to be, I'm I'm the same and it's, it's so difficult, but I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do the same thing and also just pushing myself to take opportunities that, you know, scare me or I wouldn't want to do. I'm also not the most social person. I know a big part of business is meeting people Mm -hmm. and having pop-up shops for like a clothing business. A pop-up shop is huge. They make me so nervous. I don't like to do them, but I know they're like a goal in growth and meeting customers. And so I'm like, I need to push myself, especially like in Kansas city. Easy. I knew what I was doing. I knew the people, I knew there was going to be a good turnout and then Chicago difficult. Cause you don't, you know, when you're starting fresh, it's oh, hard there yeah. in Chapel Hill, same thing. And it's like, I have to, so that's a piece of advice as well that I'm trying need to listen to too, mm-hmm. is to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, get uncomfortable and just, and just do it. Cause you'll never regret just doing it. Even if it's not a great turnout, you at least did it. Yeah. That seems to be a common theme with you is this resilience to just do it no matter the outcome. And I love that. I think it's super inspiring to push yourself out of your comfort zone and do it with a smile on your face, which you do so well is doing the things that you're scared of and still staying positive and having the right people around you, it sounds like. So I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, of course. And I also want to ask on a more practical term, Mm -hmm. what is your sourcing process even from the beginning? Has it changed? Has it stayed the same? Is it different when you do pop-ups? Take me through that side of things. Absolutely. So at first, I feel like when I first started it, I mean, obviously, um, like thrifting and everything was a big deal, Mm -hmm. but not it is now. Like I feel like especially mm. starting it in LA, like now it is a big deal. Oh my like, gosh. 
people's like everything like and the prices are like depop too like all the prices are like very high it's a lot of work like resellers they you know they it's a lot of passion and work goes into it so the prices are fair but yeah so I feel like it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now Mm -hmm. so it was easier to find things at a practical price because I don't know. I haven't really thrifted in LA in a long time, but I'm sure it's a lot more difficult and hard to come by. Oh, it's um, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I also didn't have a car when I was in LA, so that made things very difficult. Um, so like Ubering around to like different thrift stores and like the markets and everything like that, just trying oh to um, And that's really stayed the same as just going to all the places I can find. Um, yeah. When I did I was, you know, going to market in LA, um, also buying from Australia. Um, and then honestly, I feel like smaller towns have really nice stuff. Like you're in, um, North Carolina, I've had like great luck. When I first found out we were moving here, I was like, Oh, it's going to be, it's not LA. It's not New York. There's not going to be like nice stuff. Happily surprised. So that's, that's great. And also I've started to source like online as well now. Oh, cool. Um, auctioning I'm starting to do some more designer items so if you guys that are interested, so fun I'm really excited about that um because that's something I really love is like vintage designer pieces and handbags and shoes so yeah that's gonna oh, be fun. yeah I'm excited to see that because I know you are gonna get the coolest pieces oh my gosh I can't wait to see that and that's interesting even the auction format I hadn't even thought about that that you would have to really search for those items, auction yeah. them, and basically fight for them to yeah, be able to resell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because everyone wants them, and you also want to, you know, have a reasonable price for people. Because mm-hmm. I, feel like I understand my customers and what they're looking for, and like their price point, what they're willing to spend, and what they're not willing to spend. So trying to kind of yeah. get people's budget, because you know, not every you don't want to spend a bunch of money on one item. I mean, a lot of people don't, some people do, but yeah. So just trying to bring different styles to people for a more affordable price. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you said that you really know your customer. Cause I think that's such a key part of business and a lot of people yeah. ignore it or try to overpass it, you know, and think, oh, but I want this to be my customer but uh-huh. this is actually my customer. So how do you manage that? How did you really dive in and figure that out? I think being our age, my age mm-hmm. is most of the people that are shopping with me are around my age, a little bit younger, yeah. a little older. Um, and I feel like I've noticed that, I mean, and I'm the same, just you don't have a ton of money to be spending a bunch on one item. So knowing that, you know, this is the price point I want to keep it at. I want people to be able to have great style and not have to spend. But I also think there's a range, like some things, you know, are really, really affordable. And then I think it's okay to have some, some items um, that are more expensive, but I really try and keep it in like a certain price point. And then also what they like, what they don't like. I think it's all like trial and error. And then also just really having your style and not comparing yourself to other businesses and just sticking to it, what you love. Cause I found like when I've tried mm. um, to think like, oh, what would my, what would my customer like really like, or what would sell, like what would sell really well when I'm mm. like thinking 
about that. Sometimes it just doesn't go over as well when I just really dive into like, oh, what would I wear? What do I love? Feels mm. a lot better for some reason because I don't know. I just feel like when I pick out stuff that I love and would personally wear, it goes over much better. So it's all really just trial and error and figuring yeah. out what like. Yeah, I think the blinders almost to the competition is a huge <laughs> part because. Well, you have to know competitors are always going to be there, right? Yeah. You also have to tune that out to mm-hmm. the point of, okay, when you started, right, you didn't even know it was going to grow like it did. So you yeah. were just doing it from that genuine place of loving vintage, of curating that for yourself. And that's what drew people in. And I think, especially even with the generation I feel like we're on the cusp of Gen Z. Like, I don't claim Gen Z, (laughs) but I feel like we're like right there. And like the people under us are really just authentic. And I think as a whole, that's really growing to be something is everyone wants that touch of authenticity of knowing that they're purchasing from someone who's genuine and who loves what they're doing and isn't just trying to sell or just trying to do something just to do it, but they want to know the story behind it. And I think that is something that you do well in keeping that because it is evident, you know, when you sell something that you really love. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's why vintage and secondhand and being a reseller, there's something so special about it because everything is handpicked and it comes with so much love. And so, I mean, that's, I think that's the difference, the clear difference between that and then selling wholesale. It feels like you put your personal touch on everything yeah. being something um, yeah. amazing when I was selling wholesale and that I didn't love every piece that I sold because that's, I definitely did. It's just, there's a, a clear difference to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think with social media and TikTok, like back to our point of comparison as well, it's so easy to like sit there and scroll and be like, well, I love what they're doing. Like maybe I need to be doing this or this. And it's like, well, no, what you're doing is good enough. It's so true. Every, you know, it's like we can sit and compare all day long and we can also look at the other person and be like, oh, they're already doing something kind of similar. Like if you were to look at someone and be like, oh, they're already selling vintage. Okay. But they don't have your taste. They don't have your vision. And that's what differentiates every single business. You know, it doesn't necessarily matter if we have the same business model, if we're doing something similar, it's like when it's you, that's the differentiator every single time. Yeah. So true. Cause there are a million people that are doing the same thing. There are a million people that are doing a podcast or who are styling, but it's, they'll never be when your passion and your drive. And like you said, your vision that sets you apart. It's also like figuring out whether like where you want to go and to end up. And that's, what's also been a struggle. It's like, is it okay? Like do, am I okay with it being something small and something where I can interact Mm -hmm. with all my all the time and it's so personalized or is it something that I really want to be big and for it to grow obviously we want it to grow and to have a bunch of customers but is it something I'm okay with so that's what I'm trying to figure out is like where I see it going um 
And yeah, that's been like a tough thing is like trying to figure out what I really want from it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if you've I, ever similar as oh. like, I'm happy where I'm at right now, but where do I want to go and kind of plan? Because I feel like you do need to plan. Um, and Absolutely. Stay- so I don't know. Do you have any tips yeah. or like to try and figure out? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm in that season right now of like, okay, I love styling, but like, where do I want to see it in my own business, you know? And it's like, I've been doing a lot of journaling. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, business, YouTube videos, things like that, just different resources, talking to my own community. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's really cool that we can both sit here and be like, wow, we're happy with where we are. We love what we're doing, but we don't necessarily know what's next. And I think that's okay. Cause I think for myself as well, like I've just gotten to that point where it's okay to not know and to be okay with that in between, because I, I can get in the mode because we're both planners, right? We want to know, Oh, what's the growth track. And it's okay not to have that yet. Definitely. Yeah. But I think there's that pressure to have it all figured out and to know where you're going. And it's like, we're so young. There's so much to be figured out. It's okay for things to change and to just not put that pressure on yourself. But also it's Mm -hmm. good to have, you know, a vision and a plan and have goals. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's dreaming while you're doing it, right? Like you can have both. And so it's weird place, but it's also, I don't know. It's just, I think it's exciting to be in the place of both because you have that foundation set and Mm -hmm. you know, there's more to come and it's just going to keep unfolding, which is amazing to see and to pivot. And like you were saying earlier of just, you've pivoted, you know, three times now and even moved three times. And it's one of those where it's like, okay, there might be another pivot or there might not be. So mm-hmm. just being ready for whatever is next. Yeah. And embracing it because you can't always change the circumstances, but you can always change mm. your attitude and how you view it and how you look at it and go about it. So that's what I've really tried to like focus on is like, okay, well, this might not be ideal, but how yeah. am I going and, to and go moving forward? Like, what am I going to do? Um, that is huge embracing the mindset. I really love that you said that because I think that's one of the hugest things that we can all do and wherever that we are is mm-hmm. embracing where we are, embracing, okay, I might not have control over what is happening, but I have control of what I'm thinking about. And yes. That, that whole is, mindset. Mindset is everything and something I think we all have to work on. At least I do. Like we said, the positivity oh, yeah. thing. Work in progress always and (laughs) for real. And I'm going to shift this a little bit because I want to get into some of the practical things before we start to wrap up as well. And for any, you know, future business owners who might be listening to this, someone who maybe just has an idea, what would Mm -hmm. you recommend as a resource for them? Something that helps them. I know you said that you sat down and did a business plan. Mm-hmm. What are some of those practical tips that you think set yourself up for success and the ability to grow? Yeah. So I think understanding 
what you want to do, having a clear vision in place first and writing it down is so helpful. Like we said, creating a business plan step-by-step what you want to do. Cause if you, you can even like, there's so many resources now, especially with Pinterest with, I mean, TikTok Mm -hmm. is so helpful. You can look up and find answers to it immediately and do so much research even on YouTube and everything. But there's so many templates for business plans, write it down, have a clear, clear vision of your customer, your vision, your mission, everything like that. I think that's such a valuable place to start. And it just helps you know where you want to go. And I think starting there is important. Um, As far, I feel like also there's parts that you don't talk about as much as like finances, setting up your business as like an LLC, um, tax. Really, I think that's also like a huge thing. I would like go back to my younger self and be like, focus Mm -hmm. on this before you start a business because it's so valuable to know because there's a lot of stress that goes into it when you don't exactly know what you're doing, especially when it comes to those things. I don't know if you felt that way too. You're like, Oh my gosh, like you have to be putting away taxes. You have to pay sales tax. And when you're selling Mm -hmm. um, clothes and everything like that or any item. And so it's like learning all those things and feeling somewhat comfortable because there's always going to be things that you learn along the way that you're like, Oh, I didn't but every little thing that happens you like add it to what you know and then yeah and finding somebody whether it's in your field or not if you know somebody that is runs a business or anything just someone you can look up to and ask questions to is such a huge piece of advice and was so helpful Um, and also on days when I was feeling down, having somebody to call and be like, Hey, so this is going on. Where can I go next? And just somebody to kind of bounce off of. Is that really your, yes. Okay. That's so good. And I think you really touched on such good areas as well of, okay. Knowing where you're going, knowing the direction, Mm -hmm. getting the right people, which I agree is huge. Like you will go crazy in any field, any business, if you don't have someone to ask questions and don't have a mentor, like there is absolutely no way. And then also the finances. Yeah. You can't, you literally can't. There's such a scary thing to talk about. And I think sometimes like, also I had Mo, my old boss in LA. And then also my dad has been a huge part because he's so smart and so knowledgeable and has helped me a lot through this process, which I'm super lucky and blessed because mm-hmm. without him, I don't know what I would have done. Like, especially when it comes to like registering my business, the LLC, the yeah. tax, everything like that. And it's probably not talked about enough, but like having those things figured out is so important and will take a lot of stress yeah. off at the end of the day. If you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Can we go into that a little bit with LLC, business license, all of those things? Would you recommend doing that at the start or wait until it gets to a certain point? How do you know when it's time to really to file that LLC and to start with getting that business account set up and then to obtain, I know in your case, a resale license? Yeah, exactly. So I think, um, for me, when it was kind of just a side, I think I'm pretty sure it's like if you make $10,000 or more, you have to have start paying taxes and everything on it. But I'm not 100% sure on that. So mm-hmm. I 
when I started it out for fun, it was really just on the side. I didn't feel like there was that need. And then once it started to pick up, I think you just kind of know like, okay, this is, and then also when I decided, like, I think when you decide to make that transition from like a hobby to this is going to be my full blown business. And then also if you're making a certain amount of money, you have to. Um, But yeah, once it reached that point, I was like, okay, it's time. And then also when I did the name change, actually, no, I I registered it when it was the Ray Collective. And then I, it was kind of a bummer because then I had to like refile the name and change everything on my documents. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, I think you'll just know when it's time, but then there's also like a, a set time when you're yeah. making a that you, that you have to, but it feels really yeah. good. And I, you can never do it too early. Yeah. Um, it, have it done, um, register your business. So it's your name is like your name, LLC. Um, I mean, I have help with my taxes. Someone like does them for me because it would be yeah. a mess if I did them myself. I feel that. <laughs> but there are certain things that, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on, but, um, yeah, yeah. Progress. Yeah, I think that's great advice, though, as well, is that it's never too early and to just not be afraid to do that and to look into that, because that is something I think that can stop business owners from maybe making that jump or be something that is so confusing, because it's not that talked about. And people don't really say anything. Yeah, it's it's confusing. And it's scary. And I don't know that was something that was so intimidating for me. And that was like one thing that I was scared to like ask questions about and not be afraid to ask questions, especially when it comes to finances. Cause how are you supposed to know? You've never been through something like that before, but also do your research, a lot of valuable information. I I think TikTok is like the best. I found some of the most valuable pieces of information on TikTok and you can learn so much so quickly because all the videos are so quick that they put a lot into a short time, which for me is great. I can't. (laughs) Same. Do you have like a certain account that you follow on TikTok or something that you search? Um, I'll just search exactly what I want to know. Like, I don't, I love it. I'll just like search and then watch like the top videos on it or just keep scrolling. Um, I'm looking for, so I don't have like a specific person, but if you literally just put in what you're wondering, there's so much stuff. To it's look so at. good. It's it's the new Google at this point, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We're like going to watch like YouTube videos to try and figure out how to do stuff, and they're so long and yeah. just like right to the point. So it's I love so it. So concise, and yeah. yeah, they don't sugarcoat anything. They're like, here it is, and I'm like, give it to me. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Really, really nice. But ultimately, if you have somebody in your corner, somebody you can look up mm-hmm. to and ask questions to, especially about finances, that would, that's ideal. That's really helpful. That's huge. And then also if you have any, or do you have any, I should say quick tips or maybe gold little nuggets that you were given at the beginning of your business that you thought, Oh, like, I wish I would have known this sooner or every business owner at the beginning should know this. Ooh, this is a really good question. Um, I mean, what we talked about, I feel like the, also, I think when, when it comes to like what I'm doing, I don't know as far as like your business, but like, um, and I think you touched on this is like, you don't have to have 
a bunch of money like saved mm-hmm. up or investment in your company, you can start on something really small and build off of that. And I've heard a lot of success stories of people starting off with $500 or nothing and making it work. So I think there's no better time than now. I think Mo told me that like, just go for it. You're always going to be scared. There's always going to be an excuse that you're going to make like, oh, I'll do it. Like you said, like, I'll do it then or this figured out, I'll do it. And even if you have to take out a business loan, that's fine too. You have to do what you want. If you're passionate about it, you'll figure it out somehow. Um, I feel like that was super valuable and so inspirational for me. Yeah. There's no better time than now. And even I feel like money is so scary. And like, even if you Mm -hmm. have to take, if you have to take out a loan, you have to take out a loan. Just like, that's how I started my, I feel like a lot of businesses Mm -hmm. start that it's not expressed enough that's it's okay yeah that is huge and you said you did take out a loan is that right when I started doing wholesale I wanted to be able to purchase more inventory mm-hmm. so I took out just inventory and I mean it's it's great because it allows you to yeah well I did, it wasn't necessarily a loan it was um a credit line yeah so I don't know here with that but it's like yeah. um like take out money and then you just put it's supposed to go like up and down it's first businesses or businesses to be able to flourish and just have more capital to use which is really valuable um so that's been for me I think that's huge and again I feel like our whole conversation has been so much about just starting and putting aside the excuses putting aside all of the fear and just going for it because Like you said, there is no better time than now. We can make excuses our whole life, but we have to start somewhere and we can learn along the way. And again, I know I've said this a thousand times, but I think that you have done this so well of pivoting on just being ready for whatever's next. And it's amazing to watch you do that and to just watch you from afar grow and be so open. So I really, really love that. And I just love that you, you're able to share this with us. And I do have one last question. I know you kind of touched on it, but it's, what do you see as success for Amore? I feel like this is cliche, but success, I mean, for me personally, success is just happy and like love I'm doing for Amore that's still something I'm trying to figure out, but it's, I guess, selling clothes that I love, that my customer loves, that's good quality. And just I, the customer, I mean, they're the ones I wouldn't be able to do it if people weren't purchasing from me. So as long as they're happy and yeah, I guess just obtaining more like-minded people and growing a community of people um, that are like-minded and, um, just making my customer happy and selling beautiful clothes to them is success to me. But ultimately, I would love for it to grow. And yeah. um, I guess that's the goal. I think that's amazing. And it's yeah. such a real and obtainable answer. Yeah, so good. And exactly. Anyone can anyone can do it. It doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be some huge company with a million followers, it can be small and wholesome and you can still be successful. Yeah. I love that. And that there is still that happiness and that success in it. And it's just keeping that 
sustainable mindset, that sustainable business model. And it's so good. Can I ask for you, like what you see success as for yourself? I know I'm not doing the interviewing, but I have to ask. No, I love that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I always envision success as a sense of freedom and Mm -hmm. a freedom that is tied to authentic community because that's a big passion for me. And to me, it's like telling stories. It all comes down to that, whether it's podcasting, whether it's styling, whatever it is for me, if authentic stories are being told and I'm making an impact in someone else's life, like that's always my rule in everything that I do. I'm like, God, if one person is impacted by this, it's successful. I did my job and I just want to keep that mentality. For me, though, that's what success is. It comes back to like the one, the one person. I love that. I love that. And like ultimately just empowering other women. And I think from my examples that I've had and the people that have helped me along the way, I would ultimately, that's like another thing is I would love to help people the way people have helped me. Um, And, you know, being able to be that person that someone can come to so I can pass along what I've learned and help somebody in the future. So that's also another goal, um, whether it's one person or a bunch more. Yeah. And I can say this, I think you're already empowering and touching people more than you know, just by going after your dreams and just by continuing to grow. So I think that's something that, yeah, that you're already doing naturally. And a lot of times that we don't realize that, but we are. Yeah. And patting yourself on the back for the small wins through the day or anything like that. And I'm proud of you and excited about where you're going to go and take everything in this amazing. You're super talented at what you do. So I know it's going to go so far. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I mean, I can say a thousand more times to you as well. And I love that we're in this industry together and yeah, just thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Absolutely. Anytime. I loved it so much. This was really fun. Yeah. Come back anytime. (laughs) I've got more to say. Trust me. We'll (laughs) do a part two. (laughs) I would love that seriously. I told you guys it was going to be a good one. It is jam packed. We really covered everything. And I know for me, even while I was interviewing Josie, I was soaking in all of the tips that she was giving from finance to just going for your dreams, for creating a business plan, just for all of the practical, the mental, all of those things are just so important. I didn't want to let you guys go without knowing where you can follow Josie, where you can keep up with her brand, all of the things. I know she comes out with amazing vintage drops every week and you can find those on her brand's account, which is Amore brand. That is A-M-O-R-A-E brand. I'll also link it in the notes below. You can also follow her at the.josie.ray. And I will also link that down below as well. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And as always, I will talk to you guys next time.
Thanks again for listening to the Love Kinsey podcast. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave us a like and review on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from you and be sure to follow on Instagram at the Love Kinsey podcast so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Talk to you guys next week.